we have sort of a problem here? Yeah. I'm as mad as hell! Should we drink before the meeting or after? Or both? Put my stuff in jello again! You need a hand with that? No, well, I want to spill booze all over my $6,300 suit. Come on! Hey! Inappropriate workplace topic. Oh, The Office. It's the OK Corral of our world, full of showdowns, takedowns, spies, and nasty saboteurs. Of course, not in your office. Your office is a utopia, right? Our series this week, Occupational Hazards, solicited some familiar and fun-to-discuss dramas and stories about The Office from you. My pet peeve at the workplace, spies and narcs and the bosses who use them. This is Gar and Seattle. Well, it's Charlie Herman, the business and economics editor for our partner WNYC, who's the person you go to around here if you want to gossip, to complain, to conspire. Actually, that's wrong. Charlie is a great reporter, so he always has a lot of information. But we reached out to him with your stories basically because he's one of the nicest and most level-headed people in our office. If I keep going, I'm just going to embarrass him. We all want to get along, and we all want to make friends and and have a – connection to other people, but sometimes people are going to do things that just rub you the wrong way, uh, just like they do in your personal life. Listen to what one of our listeners suggests. Hi, this is Kevin Sutton from Dallas, Texas. I hate office lingo and business speak in general. I couldn't care less about synergy, partnering, impacting, or any other business application that involves turning nouns into verbs. It's certainly the case that language has changed in the workplace. Uh, Some of it's funny, and you hear those jokes on The Office Uh, How do you think this language question is legitimate? I think one of the things to keep in mind is that office politics is a reality, that if people are using a lot of terms – I remember years ago I hated the the word platform. Mm -hmm. We are a multi-platform organization. There's a little bit of like you do have to play the game a little bit to advance. I think the thing to really remember is that you want to focus on being the best employee that you can to make sure that you're doing a good job. It may drive you crazy some of the terminology, some of the things that you hear, but you have to find that balance of realizing if this is the way that everybody else is talking Uh, If you want to get ahead, it is part of the job. Um, It doesn't mean that that's all you do is play politics, but it it is a reality of a company. And I think sometimes it's one of the hardest things to figure out when you join a company is knowing what those politics are, uh, what are the ways that people talk. And and I think sometimes uh, that language, once you know it, shows that you're in the in crowd. You're, You're part of the company. Speaking of things you can't ignore. Hi, this is Judy Coogan from Lexington, Massachusetts. My workplace pet peeve is perfume. There is nothing worse than when a coworker douses himself in a strong, obnoxious, god-awful, take-your-breath-away fragrance. It makes it difficult to breathe, let alone think. It drives me absolutely crazy. You know, now, thank you, Judy, and now that Judy mentions it, we actually had an issue about that on this show a long time ago. I I had the issue not too long ago, and it was really strong, and I'd hoped that it would just go away, and it did, actually. I I think if this is a really persistent problem, having really difficult conversations at work like this with somebody is a really difficult thing to say, hey, you're using too much perfume. I think if it gets to the point for someone like Judy that she has to say something about it or feels the need to, First off, I I would be honest about it because it's just going to drive you more crazy and not make you want to work with that person and not really pay attention to the person. They may be a good person to work with. Uh, But if you're going to do it, I would say go to a neutral place, like go to a coffee shop, leave the office, have a meeting outside of work, 
so that they don't feel like they're being attacked or threatened at work. And, you know, acknowledge that this may be a really difficult issue to talk about, but it's something that you've been experiencing. Uh, I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy to do, but I think it's one of those things that, you know, if you try and treat the person like an adult and hope that they are an adult as well, too, hopefully you can have a, a good conversation about this and maybe make a change. This is very familiar to all of our listeners, I'm sure. Hi, this is Merritt from Georgia, and it's absolutely gossip. Gossip is, there's nothing worse. It creates a totally caustic environment because it erases the possibility of trust. It pits people against one another and brings paranoia into the space as well. It's just an ugly, ugly, ugly thing. And what Merrick is talking about there, there are more ways than ever to gossip in the office with all the technology that we have. And some of that can go very, very wrong. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like in her situation, it's really severe. Uh, And I think that's a that's a real hard thing when it becomes really when it gets in the way of you doing your job or feeling like you can't do your job because everybody's kind of talking about it. But the reality is, is that we are people who are working with one another. If you're not working at home by yourself and people get emotional, uh, people are going to want to talk to each other. I mean, this is just kind of a reality that people will talk about what's happening in the world around them. Part of it is the degree to which people start talking. Do they start getting really negative? And I think in a way, this kind of goes back a little bit to you need to be consistent for yourself about what's important and what's not. Um, you know, if you don't like gossip, then don't engage in gossip or really try and keep it at a minimum. Don't be, you know, snide or rude to people who do gossip because then they might take that as, oh, well, she thinks he thinks, you know, they're better than us and they don't need to gossip. But I mean, the reality is people are going to talk about what's going on in the office. You got to just find that that right amount that feels comfortable for you. And again, focus on why you're there, which is to get the job done. And, and sometimes a little gossip it can actually help get the job done. Let's end on this. And I think this is a complaint that maybe some of my staff might have about me. This is Eileen from Westfield, New Jersey. Reply all has got to be one of the worst things. It's like being held hostage by someone else's conversation. Would you subscribe to the rule that never put anything in a text or an email that you wouldn't um, send to everyone in the company? I think that's a pretty safe way to go. I mean, I've had those situations where I've written a snide remark to somebody, and then I've I think, heard about you, Charlie. Oh yeah, yeah. well, I, and I think we've heard oh, about Charlie, right? You were telling me about Charlie, right, just the other day. Yeah. And then I think to myself, uh, uh, I'm just going to ignore that because I'm poisoning the atmosphere. Exactly, yeah. poisoning the atmosphere around me. I, I just, I do sometimes look back and think, wow, did I just did reply all there? I think to be super safe. Don't write it down. Don't text it. It's so easy, one, for you to make a mistake and hit reply all. And two, once you send it off to somebody, you don't know what they do with that. They may turn around and forward that intentionally to that other person uh, who maybe you commented on. Or maybe accidentally they end up forwarding it on. And then you're caught up in the middle of this trying to explain it all. Don't write it down. Charlie Herman is business and economics editor for our partner WNYC. To hear all the stories in our Occupational Hazards series, visit thetakeaway.org. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.